0: This show is part of the Retrozap.com Podcast Network. And welcome everybody to episode 71 of the AnimaniCast. But the next song is from the greatest Hollywood musical of all the time.
1: That's what they think. <laughs>
0: We're sleeping on the ice, but just a sleeping, sleeping on the ice for a fabulous platform. <laughs> just follow our advice, let your feet take a leap. I've a my heap.
1: We're slipping and sliding. Oh, 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 oh.
0: And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast out there dedicated to the animated series Animaniacs. And here we explore the series episode by episode, exploring all the cultural references and gags that we can find. And in the end, we give each episode a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. Bingo
2: ma. <laughs>
0: and across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hi there. <laughs> Hello, Kelly. You know, Nathan, I, I was wondering, <laughs> Nathan, I was wondering if you were going to say bingo or bingo ma. So, I, th- I was just, I thought it was, I, I didn't know, I was, if I was going to put a bet down, I thought you were going to say bingo, and I thought Kelly was going to say bingo ma, but whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> darn it. Uh, anyway, today we are going to be talking about episode 71 of Animaniacs, which includes the song, Variety Speak, three, uh, the Skippy and Slappy cartoon, Three Tenors and You're Out, has a wacko and Doctor Scratch and Sniff cartoon called Bingo, and then of course we have a little finale as well, right at the end with the with the three tenors once again in it. Um, guys, t- uh, let me ask you: if someone someone were to ask you about this episode in just a few words, what would you, what would you tell them? Uh, Nathan, what would you say?
2: Uh, baseball, some something about a baseball, something or say something baseball-themed. I'd think of a good pun on baseball.
0: You would think of a good pun on baseball, right? Not right and now. games,
2: yeah. I, I, I mean, I, this, this would be... Uh, in, in the moment, I'd be able to come up with something. You
0: know. <laughs> well, it's a good thing that's not the moment right now. Exactly. <laughs> okay. And Kelly, what about you?
1: It has a lot of Spielberg in it.
0: It really, really does. When... <laughs> You're we were shocking. We um, shared the episode info last night. You were saying like, "There's lots of Spielberg and stuff like that on the on our little discussion." So that made me that made me chuckle. So
1: yeah, I was very excited.
0: (laughs) Yes, it's very Spielbergian indeed, from uh, almost start to finish, really. At the end of today's episode, we will also have a little bit of Animaniacs news, as well as some listener feedback and listener reviews from iTunes. So, before we get all to that, though, Nathan, tell us, when did this episode first premiere?
2: Oh boy, okay Joey, this first premiered on Saturday, September 16th of 1995, which was of course the same day as the 69th Miss America pageant and the 20th Toronto International Film Festival. It was also one day after uh, New York premiered of David Fincher's Seven, and one day before we found out who shot Mr. Burns, and three days before the Post and the Times would release uh, the Unabomber's Manifesto. So, some kind of creepy stuff going on. But, there we go.
0: (laughs) So, we got to find out who shot Mr. Burns. before this. Okay, I do remember that. That would be tomorrow. Okay. I do. And it was Maggie... I Spoilers. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Darn it, did I ruin it? Oh well. No, I remember I was really into that whole who shot Mr. Burns thing. I got from Entertainment Weekly, I had a little poster and it was uh like an inside poster of who shot Mr. Burns and it had all the different suspects up on the up on the thing. And for some reason I really thought Homer might have shot Mr. Burns. I don't know why. I oh, think really? I, I don't know why. I th-
2: I thought we thought it well, like at least I remember it being Santa's little helper, and we were so convinced, like we dug up the yeah maybe in the back, and then um he's it, pointing to the S and W could be Santa's or like uh, Simpson mutt.
0: Oh, see, maybe I'm. I, I bet I think you're right. I, I think I'm mis mis uh, remembering that. Uh Because we were just so
2: convinced, and like, and they can't make because whoever it is, like, they can't, they, they can up. Yeah, show. exactly. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. That didn't stop yeah. Mr. Burns from wanting to have Maggie locked up, though. That was anyway. Mm-hmm. This is not the Simpsons. We were so talk. Close, <laughs> well, this we were, is not. they the, were in the
2: same car. Yeah, the same.
0: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, this is not the Simpsons uh cast. This is the animated <laughs> cast. Let's get back into the discussion of that. Well, <laughs> um. Well, let's go ahead and get right into our discussion. The first uh, cartoon that we're going to talk about is Variety Speak. This is Randy Rogel, and you are listening to the Cast. And Variety Speak is written by Randy Rogel, and this cartoon was directed by Al Zegler. And basically in this, uh, well, it starts off with... Yacko, Wacko, and Dot waiting for Dr. Scratch and Sniff. And he's running a he's running a little behind.
1: We're here for our appointment with Dr. Scratch and Sniff. I'm afraid there'll be a short delay. He's a little behind today. He's not a little behind to us. He's a
0: big one. They basically wait for Dr. Scratch and Sniff to come. But while they're waiting for him to, to show up, uh, Wacko gets hungry. And so Dot does little tricks with him. And he's acting like a dog again, again like a little puppy. Children, and <laughs> and they ask hello nurse for something to lay on the floor because he's not house trained. So she quickly gives them her variety that she's been reading, and they lay it out. And Wacko looks at the the lettering and he says, "What's all this?" And they begin to explain explain that uh, in Hollywood they have a different language that they speak.
1: In Hollywood they. Have- a different language that they speak It's spoken by those folks who went to school for just one week It's found inside Variety, a magazine they use And no one understands it when they read the movie news Like Hicks makes picks, but the flick needs fixing Means someone made a movie that bombs. The beats in charge are now at large Means everyone involved is gone the no beautiful chicks so it's coming out on video soon they're taking their because the critics say nicks. and the editors are going try to fix it in the mix on the sees-
0: and they basically talk about how you know if you're gonna make it in Hollywood this is how you got to talk and that's variety speak and um, it's a cool song I really like it a lot there's lots and lots of different references in it um, I'll try to go over a few of them right now Um... Number one, this is the first or actually, I'm sorry, this is the second Animaniacs cartoon that is in a letterbox format, which looks especially weird when you're watching this on DVD because and I don't know if they've changed it up on Hulu at all, but it's essentially letterboxed on both sides of the screen now these days. Like it's you have the you have little black bars on the left, right, and the top and the bottom of it because of a uh, mm. the way TVs are formatted these days. It it's a there's a Spielberg in, is in this. We have Schwarzenegger doing King Lear. We have uh, Spielberg. Speaking of Spielberg, when they show Spielberg, they show the Cineplex, and outside of the Cineplex is you know a numerous. Hundreds and hundreds of films that go up into the sky. And I uh, took some screenshots here of them. And so uh, these are the films that are playing inside this theater.
1: There was a fivel. Did you see the five No, I
0: didn't see the Fievel.
1: Yeah, it was um, right at the bottom before the uh, cameras uh, panned up.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: It, it, Fievel's misspelled. It's, they spell it F-E-I-V-E-L.
0: Oh. So I, I caught that. Okay, and well. I, I did
1: have to pause it and, you know, slow-mo it.
0: <laughs> so the, these are the films that I see right here on the on on here. Um, it's Jurassic Park 2, which would be coming out, of course. Uh, Back to the Future 14. Indiana, it says Indiana, or, oh, I see what it's trying to do. Indy, and then it's Anna, like the name Anna, like a girl. And I think there's even a heart at the end of her name. Her name's Indiana Joan uh, Two. There's E.T. Three. There's the Sugarland Express Five. Uh, Jurassic Park looks like Jurassic Park Three, perhaps. Uh, Jaws One. Now some of these don't aren't that creative, but <laughs> some of them are. Uh, closed Encounter. We have Always Again Two. <laughs> um. Let's see here. Uh, well, the, the
1: Jurassic Park goes up to five.
0: I think. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. So, not, a Park four
1: and a Park five. Oh,
0: I see the I see the fiveful one. Yeah,
1: yeah. The Jurassic Park is strangely accurate.
0: Yes, it really is.
1: <laughs> so, and uh, Hooked.
0: Did you see? Yep, a Hooked. And ET4 Duel even has a sequel in here. There's Duel 2. Um, Let's see. It says 1941, the sequel. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I love Steven Spielberg. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure. There's one film that's called Guns. I'm not exactly sure what that's trying to parody at all, or it's just a film about guns. I don't know. Uh, But at and. uh, I I saw
1: two. Which I thought must be Jaws.
0: Yeah, reference. that has to be a reference to Jaws. I'm assuming. So yes, many, many different films right there in that in that Cineplex right there. That kind of mostly Spielberg films, uh, of course. And I think it,
1: Balto. S- there was Balto as well.
0: Oh, Balto! The, Spielberg had a hand at Balto, huh?
1: Yeah, um, producer, executive
0: producer, I think. That's another Don Bluth film, right? So that that makes yeah. sense. Well, and he's shaking hands with whom I can only assume is. A universal CEO in the '90s. It had to be. He's shaking hands with a caricature of some some sort. I have no idea who he is supposed to be, and I'm quickly, frantically looking through any CEOs of Universal, and I'm not seeing anybody that looks like that guy. So, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so I don't know. There's 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 a you know some of the things actually come true in this. That uh, for example, Rocky number six. Uh, for example, actually, of course, did come true. There was a, I think Rocky 6, if I'm not mistaken, was just Rocky, I think, right? I don't know. I don't follow all the Rocky films. Uh, and, of course, now they're going off into their own, uh, the the others kind of, I guess you can call it kind of a spin uh whole genre. with
1: The new Rocky was called um, Creed.
0: Creed, right, exactly. Yeah, now
2: they're going to have a Creed 2, I think.
0: But uh, you know there's there's a lot of stuff going on in this in this uh, you know song it's a really catchy tune i uh, really uh, am more familiar with it being on the the cd variety pack that's where i heard it most often and i think it has just a i, I don't know it, the album came out in 1995 and i just think it has a better energy than this song it's still good but it's, I think it they really got it down perfect in the CD, personally. But that's just me.
1: The plot conflicts, no beautiful chick, so it's coming out on, on video soon. They're taking their licks because the critics say nicks and the editors are going to try to save it in the mix. But the stock screen on page 13 means Disney's up a nickel a share. It's a long cut scale for a major reel. Means Rocky number six, so beware. If you want the poop or you need that scoop on Hollywood Town this week. You're going to have to learn to talk that variety. Baba do bop da ba do bop. Baba do bop bada bop. Bafo Smash makes one, Cash means there's going to be a sequel next
0: year. Nathan, Kelly, what do you guys think about this quick uh, little song?
1: I, I liked the Spielberg cameo, and I thought all the, the films with the sequels was hilarious because it's like they looked into the future.
0: <laughs> they really <and> did.
1: <laughs> saw what was going to happen so i i liked it and all the film references and um and i i'd actually never seen this episode i I, by this time i i wasn't i don't think i realized that there were new episodes out or you know I, i just i didn't have time to watch them or something but uh i did hear this song i didn't have it on one of the soundtracks but i think my my sister probably found it and recorded it off something for me. I, I know I had it at one point, so, so I, I kind of knew the song, but it wasn't one that I knew as well as the ones that were on my soundtrack.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a great song, and and yeah, I think I'm I'm with you, Kelly, because I do remember seeing this episode. But it again, we're in a we're in a time period right now, especially on Kids WB, where you blink and you miss it, and if you don't tape it on VHS. You're not likely to see it necessarily rerun again, um, because they had so many of the back catalog of episodes that they would just keep rerunning, and it was hard to figure out when exactly, um, you know, these new ones were going to be out. Variety speak is a is a song that I know when at least when they performed it live uh, in Tucson a few months ago it opens up the Animaniacs in concert or Animaniacs live show that Rob Paulson and Randy Rogel do. And if they do tour your city, I really, I highly suggest checking it out. It is a fantastic show. Um, you can check out a few episodes back where we actually have some coverage of that uh, that you know show in concert. It's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah. Highly recommend it. My wife is now a, a huge Randy Rogel fan. She just thinks he's the biggest genius in the world, which, of course, he is. <laughs> but, um, but what do you guys think? Uh, any other things you'd like to say about uh, the variety speak?
2: I mean, I thought it was kind of educational. You get to learn some Hollywood lingo. But um, I felt like it was like video wise, like it's not much of a story to it. Like, it doesn't.
0: Uh- Oh, certainly not.
2: Anywhere. <laughs> no, yeah, just yeah. like cut, cut here, cut there. You know, so it was just kind of like I don't know. It's yeah. not the best fun animation, I guess. I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but
0: yeah, the, the animation was not necessarily the best. It was still pretty good, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't the best. They, they
2: could have made it more exciting.
0: Yeah, I, I, But doing...
2: they it had Steven Spielberg.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they
2: could have had more Steven
0: Spielberg. <laughs> well, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, um. And I, I think the um, – one last thing I, I think I'll talk about is the, the fact that they're on a uh, the Warner Brothers table right there, uh, which is a, shaped like a shield apparently. I had no idea that in real life, apparently at the Warner Brothers studio, the executives meet around a large marble uh, table shaped like the Warner Brothers uh, logo, which makes sense. Hmm. But it was just uh, the last episode we discussed the super strong Warner siblings – the tower grabs it out of the building to use as a sword. And uh, I just thought that was interesting that the, this time the Warners were dancing on top of it uh, and then the the, uh, the stairs come joining them again. It was nice to see the dancing girls once again. I'm sure Yako appreciated that. But the dancing <laughs> girls now I think have their... must be their third appearance now. Has to be.
2: Yeah. I think that's right. It's at least their third. Yeah. Because there was the uh, the... Walking. What is that? The. Uh, Mamboing? I can't remember what they're called, they
0: called the, it. They were romping. The,
2: uh, romping. There romp, we romp,
0: go. romp, 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 romp. Hey!
2: Fine. Don't worry
1: about me. I'll find someone to romp with. I love cartoons.
2: And. Romp, 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 romp. Hey! romp,
1: romp, romp. romp. Hey! <laughs>
0: Um, and then they were in the Christmas one. Yeah. I I think it's important to note that also variety is no longer in print. I mean, it's still, you know, online, but I don't think they print the newspaper anymore. I think they stopped printing it about five years ago. I want to say maybe a little less, uh, but yeah, no, no more printed newspapers that you can just put on the floor for wacko. So,
2: well, you can always print it at home
0: it's very true thank you nathan for that good excellent point well let's go here's ahead a tip. here's a tip if wacko ever comes to your house <laughs> print out some variety <laughs> print out the variety lay it on the floor and you'll be set okay so let's go ahead and get to our next cartoon which is entitled three tenors and you're out And Three Tenors and You're Out was written by Jeff Quitney and Nicholas Hollander. And it was directed, once again, by Adu Payden. And Kelly, tell us what happens here in Three Tenors and You're Out.
1: It's a slappy and skippy cartoon. And they are going to Dodger Stadium to see a baseball game, or at least they think they are. But it's actually a concert with... um, a parody of the three tenors. And so they get bored and they don't like the music. And Slappy starts changing the channel on the Jumbotron. And a couple different things pop up. And they uh, start really irritating the singers. And the best part is at one point, a spaceship comes over the stadium. And then it starts beeping and, and lighting up and making music, and then the tenors have to match the notes. And it is an obvious and complete parody of *Close Encounters of the Third Kind*, which was Steven Spielberg's film that came out in 1977. Good yeah. year for movies.
0: And of course, who's piloting the ship along with uh, with Slappy?
1: steven of course so it's amazing because that's <laughs> it, this is like the most spielberg that's ever been in an animaniacs episode and i don't know how i ever missed this like i never saw this episode so i don't know i didn't even know what i was missing
2: so i'm
1: <laughs> really glad I a chance to see it they're here to bring in the big guns i guess they they finally end up um annoying the tenors so much that um you know they have them changing into different outfits and and singing slipping on the ice which i i knew i'd heard that song somewhere else (laughs) i had forgot that it was in an earlier episode because i had to look that up and i was like oh no i'm not crazy like i i I knew i'd heard the song
2: before
1: (laughs) Is a parody of Singing in the Rain, and it's super catchy. And, um, and they ultimately finally get to watch a baseball game, and the tenors are the umpires.
0: Yeah. And they all sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. And we might as well get to it, right? You know, this episode, this is actually like a two-segment. I think there's like a commercial break right in the middle mm-hmm. of this. And I would just describe this as the cartoon that never ends. Because <laughs> <laughs> then it comes back at the very end, after our next segment with the f- finale, they slappy conducts them once again, and they sing the Animaniacs theme uh, in alternate version.
2: And yeah. <laughs>
0: Instead of um, uh, let's see, they say meet Pinky and the Brain who want to rule the universe, but instead what of so they don't say now. Brain who want to rule the universe They're and they're snappy. Say hi to hello owners Who that chases me need Barita sings a verse The writers flip We have no script We We are animaniacs We have pay or play contracts We're zany to the max There's baloney in our smacks We're animani Totally insane Spaghetti stainy, animated. And yeah, it's like
1: the third version yeah, of
0: the song. Yeah, exactly. Or, or is it
1: the fourth? It oh, might like be the it
0: fourth. It's the fourth. Yeah, they because we have Wise Cracks by the Stacks. <laughs> Speaking of the song, and again, we're getting this out of order because <laughs> we're not used to talking about variable verses anymore. But we got to talk about the variable verses at the beginning. We might as well talk about it now. The variable verse at the very beginning of this episode was "Money Down the Drainy." Money Down the Drainy. And it shows Wyatt Earp, and with uh, Kevin Costner and Nathan. I know that we all went to Wyatt Earp together <laughs> as a family to go see uh, to go see it that th- three hour plus movie about Wyatt Earp. I think is that,
2: is that the one with uh, what's his face Batman?
0: No, that's a Tombstone. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one.
2: I like Tombstone. Tombstone is I'll be the good version. chickleberry or whatever. Your
0: chickleberry? Huckleberry. What does he say? <laughs> okay. I'll be your huckleberry. I'm your huckleberry. <laughs> I'm going to say so chickleberry. Chickleberries are delicious. Um, <laughs> no, Wyatt Earp is the <laughs> three-hour-long movie with uh, plus. I think it might be three and a half hours long uh, by <laughs> by Kevin Costner, and it's not a very. It's not as good as Tombstone. It's the same subject, but it's just. You know, if you really want to know about Wyatt Earp, I suppose, you can you can watch that movie um and hopefully not fall asleep during it. But anyway. Or uh,
1: you can watch Five Goes West with <laughs> Wiley Burke.
0: There you go. There's so many different options for getting your history of <laughs> Wyatt Earp. <laughs> <laughs> um and that one has James Stewart in it too, right? So you have Jimmy Stewart in Five goes West, so that's yep. all that's all good. Um, that might be his last film, actually, now that I think about it. I don't know.
1: I think it was.
0: Yeah, wow, okay. So Three Tenors and You're Out, I mean, the main thing it's referencing is uh, the the Three Tenors. And Kelly, Nathan, do you guys remember these these folks? They were, yeah. They were a big presence for a while. Nathan, do you remember yeah. seeing these guys uh, on TV and
2: stuff? I remember uh, Seinfeld talking about them.
0: <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Well they were huge in the 90s and early 2000s. I mean Pavarotti, I think I mean, I think Pavarotti um I don't think they kept it going after Pavarotti died. I'm assuming they stopped when Pavarotti Well then uh, it would died. only have
1: been two tenors. Yeah,
0: but they could get a different tenor, couldn't they? I mean, why not, right? No, I guess it would be like taking, you know, filling in. It's like the Beatles. You can't get, you know, keep it The Beatles if one of the one of them isn't there, right? So well, actually, I guess they did do it that with free as a bird, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Bad example. Um, so they go to Dodger Stadium. I think it's it's worth noting that Tom Ruger is a huge, as are most, you know, many people I should say in the LA area. Uh Dodgers are huge in the LA area. Uh at least northern LA, I suppose. Right, Nathan? You would think like Burbank. Around that area, people will be more into the Dodgers versus you get down yeah. more southern L.A. and you get more of the Anaheim Angels fans in that area, perhaps.
2: Sure. I, I know everyone's baseball thing. I follow sports very well. Yeah, right. I'm a good <laughs> sports follower.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so that's our word on the street from Nathan in Los Angeles. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so... Uh, one of the coolest references I saw was actually not even involving uh, Slappy and Skippy, but uh, when they're introducing the conductor of the uh, the three tenors right up there. Or Actually, I guess they're not called the three tenors, are they? What are they called? They're called the... Um, I don't know. I guess they just call them the three tenors, but they have different names. The three tenors' names on this are Luciano Pepperoni, Placido, Domino, and Jose Caramba. And these are parodies of the Italian tenor... Luciano Pavarotti and the Spanish tenors Placido Domingo and Jose Carreras. And so it was kind of cool to see those guys doing their thing. And they, they were, you know, the people they hired to actually sing this were excellent singers, I thought. i They must have gotten, obviously, real opera singers. Um, I was quite impressed. <laughs> yeah,
1: put a salary cap on it. <laughs> too bad it's not free bat night
2: yeah i was looking one of them up on imdb and it's the only thing he ever did was this episode of Animaniacs. <laughs>
0: really so. wow okay well this i was is...
2: like let me pick one at random
0: <laughs> oh okay well anyway like i was saying you know uh tom ruger himself is a is a huge dodger fan they uh he just you know the dodgers were just in the world series last season and he was posting online a lot of pictures of him at Dodger Stadium and stuff, at the World Series and stuff. So I'm sure that was a big reason why they decided to go to the Dodgers game and not the the Angels game or anything like that. But uh, one of the more obscure cultural references that's really shown in this is they show Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver, who were married at the time. And I think actually, I think they still are, even though they've been essentially separated for years now. But anyway, Maria has a baby. Uh she's like rocking it back and forth and Arnold is in a French maid apron. Uh some people think this is a a reference to the movie Junior, which I don't know. I think it's just a reference to them having kids. Like
2: I thought it was Junior, but I mean, I don't know what year it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I don't know if I'm assuming Junior came out around this time, which is a not a very good movie at all, but I do remember seeing that in the theater as well <laughs> for some reason. Yep. George and Barbara Bush are, are standing there, and standing right next to them is Candace Bergen, a.k.a. Murphy Brown, and she drops a huge pin, which I thought was a nice double meaning because George H.W. Uh, Bush's vice president, Dan Quayle, called Murphy Brown out, I believe, and said that we she was... She was a single mother, and we didn't need that kind of stuff in pop culture. We didn't want to celebrate having single mothers or anything like that. So, you know, having them st- standing right next to each other was an awkward place to be, so much that she pulls out this giant pin, and it's like you draw—you could hear a pin drop, right, between the silence between them. But what really works for that was that Sprint at the time, and I think it's still kind of buried in their logo, perhaps, For the longest time, the commercials of Sprint were, you could hear a pin drop. And she's holding, of course, instead of a a Candace Bergen, instead of a Murphy Brown's baby, uh, she's holding a little baby, Dan Quayle.
2: Today in a speech focusing on the American family, Vice President Dan Quayle had some strong comments on what he termed a poverty of values, citing Murphy Brown as an
0: example. The speech what? part of a West Coast campaign swing was delivered well, it in it San Francisco like it, showing the, the, the Commonwealth of California. It doesn't help matters when primetime TV has Murphy Brown. He is talking about you. He <laughs> today's intelligent, highly paid professional woman. Mocking the importance of fathers by bearing a child alone and calling it just another... Lifestyle choice. Mr. Mr. Quill right. later expanded Shh. his I'm remarks to, to say that he believed
2: examples like Murphy Brown glamorize single motherhood. Glamorize single
1: motherhood? What planet is, is he on? European community. Look at me, Frank. Am I glamorous?
2: <laughs>
1: of course not. You look disgusting. You're damn right. People in prison get to shower more often than I do.
0: And Dan Quayle was seen as being—he was seen as a stupid person, and why he couldn't spell potato. He couldn't spell potato, and we knew right away that that guy shouldn't be president because, boy, oh boy, <laughs> we don't want to have misspellers out there and, and being
2: yeah, it it and could like cause like a lot of issues. State of the Union.
0: Yeah, Edward. well, I'm just glad our, our standards have gone up so much since then. So that's thank goodness <laughs> that, that we is. you can't have those misspellers anymore. Wait a minute. Oh yeah, State of the Union.
1: Did, <laughs> did you hear that Murphy Brown's coming back?
0: Yes. How how appropriate that that's like speaking of reboots and everything like that. That Murphy Brown oh, is coming funny. back for like a another season or something like 13 episodes or something like that. I thought it was crazy. Uh, and yeah, it's like Animaniacs, Roseanne, Murphy Brown. It's like, what else do they have in the 90s that they can just pump some more air into and get, get a few I more? I didn't really watch
1: out? Murphy Brown. That was like what I consider one of the old people TV shows.
0: I watched it every now and then just because my parents did and they laughed at it. And I thought I should find this funny too, even though I didn't get any <laughs> of it really. <laughs> well, it's yeah, like, I was
1: a little, a little too young to really to get it. Yeah. I'd, I'd, have, I'd have to visit it you know see
0: see what i think of it now but yeah at the time i was like mm, no one last uh, reference right there was clint eastwood jumping out holding his hand to his ear as a secret service agent because the movie in the line of fire had come out recently i think in 1994 or 5 so yeah all these different little references that would totally go over people's heads <laughs> today one last one I'll note, uh, Tommy Lasorda is mentioned a couple times in this cartoon. I
1: don't think the umpires and slappy. For the love of Mike, I thought that fat guy looked familiar. It's Tommy Lasorda. Hey, Tommy, get back on that slim fast diet. You're losing the war. And shave that beard while you're at it.
0: Tommy Lasorda, who was like the, I believe, the, the manager of the Dodgers baseball for many years, uh, was a... Slim Fast spokesman.
2: A year ago when I looked like this, you'd never catch me in a bathing suit. But that was before I lost 30 pounds in three months with Ultra Slim Fast. And I feel 10 years younger. And with bathing suit season here, if you start the Ultra Slim Fast plan today, a healthy, delicious shake for breakfast, one for lunch, and then a sensible dinner. Hey, when you put on a bathing suit, you might look as good as I do.
0: Ultra Slim Fast, give us a week. We'll take off the weight. And, boy, yeah. Again, today, you, you wouldn't know that. <laughs> but so those are some references that are kind of lost, I think, on today's audience. But let's go ahead and talk about you, what you guys thought about this cartoon. What were some uh, moments, some gags, stuff like that you thought was good? Now, we talked about the Spielberg stuff. Uh, and, of course, the poltergeist reference is mentioned in there, too, with we're here. They're here. Uh, Nathan, what did you like about this cartoon?
2: Well, I just thought that Slappy was being very rude to everyone around her. Um, <laughs> they paid to see the show, and there's this woman, and she's just causing a scene. And, and she
0: never even paid for the ticket. She just ran exactly. right underneath the, the turnstile. She cuts in front of everybody. <laughs> um,
2: I mean, what I can uh what I like to think is that the three tenors are in on the prank and that, that's why they are happy to sing along to the Animaniacs at the end, and they're also playing baseball at the end too. Because they, they know it's like uh, they do. They decided to do a comedy show, and they, they uh, invited Slappy to, kind of, uh, make fun of them.
0: I think so, this is another. No, I don't know. I think this is another example of the them being the person <laughs> being driven crazy to the point where they'll do anything.
2: Maybe they, they do sing a parody song before they. Get their script switch, right? They're singing about like macaroni and uh pepperoni and
0: uh yes. Calamari, marinara, ravioli, ricotta, macaroni, torfoni, and a big slice of ah! Well that song I think so... was written by Pesto of the Good Feathers, because that's not <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like they're Italian words, but they're like, you know, fake Italian words. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> I, but I, that's why I feel like they're doing a comedy show. OK. And that's why it's OK that, you know, I, I, that way I don't have to feel bad for them because otherwise I just feel bad for them. Because <laughs> it's really they really did nothing wrong. And the audience is there like, you know, to see a show and he's very disruptive. She was yelling so
0: peanuts and popcorn. Mm-hmm. Give me all this. Yeah. Yeah.
2: that's okay if she was supposed to be there and the audience knew and it's going to be a funny show.
0: But otherwise you would find, so basically what you're saying is if if the show was, if you're you're, you don't want sloppy to be as annoying as she may have actually been. One of the things I really liked was the, um, you know, the flipping of the channels right there. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, you know, they show the Yankees game for a second and every guy in the in this in the stadium stands up and starts cheering for that. Uh, this is a kind of show like a droopy cartoon for a split second. And uh, even the Andy Griffith show, or like a instead of instead of Andy Griffith and uh, Opie walking, it's Andy Griffith and Don Knotts walking down the uh, down the path. I thought that was kind of a cool little thing. Oh,
1: that's actually what I was going to mention was the um, Andy Griffith little bit because i thought that was pretty obscure because yeah. that was a really old show even back when animaniacs was on oh
0: totally and, um,
1: and i never really watched it but i i see the opening of it because it would come on like after the adams family or something and i always watched the adams family <laughs> but uh because it's the it was the best show and um so i i knew like the the opening um uh, theme and stuff of andy griffith so i thought that was
0: funny andy griffith is such a is such a cool show to watch the pacing is so different than today's comedies it there's some episodes that are kind of serious <laughs> like that and that's the thing every le- every episode has to be some sort of lesson i think usually but it's um don Knotts is so funny and in, in those so it's it still gets you know very good Good comedy. Plus, you see little Ron Howard in there, future Star Wars director. So, it's all... Who
1: would have thought.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, yeah. I don't know. It was a pretty good cartoon. I thought it was kind of weird. Like, I was watching when they're doing the uh, Close Encounters moment. And the ship, of course, looks almost exactly like the Close Encounters ship. I really liked the animation of that, how it was, you know, turning and stuff. I thought it was kind of weird that it was, like, trying to knock out each three tenor. (laughs) Me. Yeah, it almost looked like they were killing each three tenor one by one.
2: <laughs> I even thought they were having like heart attack I
0: know but exactly. No, they go ah, and they keel over. I'm like, oh, <laughs> did they just kill them like one by one? It's like that's kind of dark, isn't it? But no, they just pass out from lack of oxygen, I suppose. So it's all good.
2: Which kills you, but... <laughs> yes,
0: well... Potentially.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get to our last cartoon, which is entitled Bingo! Hello,
2: listener. This is Jess Hanel, the voice of Wacko and Animaniacs, and you're listening to Animina Cast, which is the best thing you could possibly listen to, especially if you're not wearing pants. I'd love to go on talking to you, but I can't because I've got a potty emergency. See you later!
0: And Bingo was written by Peter Hastings, and it was directed by Liz Halsman and Al Zegler. And Nathan, tell us what happens here in our nice little short cartoon called Bingo.
2: Okay, so old McDonald, he has this farm, and uh, on this farm there's like cow, I think. Oh wait, no, I'm looking at the wrong notes. Yeah. I'm sorry.
0: And okay. that's and nope. that's, okay, a, and that's not is. even the right song either, because that's a, there was a farmer what? had a dog you know and bingo was his name oh
2: yeah old mcdonald had a farm no old mcdonald was his name (laughs) oh
0: that's 2 you're looking at some weird notes of two songs combined nathan i don't know
2: (laughs) there was a man his name was old mcdonald
0: there was a farmer had a dog and bingo was his name oh yeah e-i-e-i-o
2: who do you think think the old man is that had the farm well
0: it's clearly old
2: mcdonald because he's a farmer Moving on. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Scratch and Sniff is going to hold a bingo game, but no one shows up except for Wacko Warner. Um, So Dr. Scratch and Sniff is going to cancel it, but Wacko begs him to hold it anyways, so he does. Wacko's the only one in the room playing, and as Dr. Scratch and Sniff yells out numbers, uh, Wacko gets confused for words and vice versa. So every time he says before... He says, before what? And then he's like, no, you know, like, it's those kinds of jokes, but uh, repeatedly. But it's funny because it's not that long and they do very uh, clever ones that you may not think of uh, the top of your head. So it's it's quite funny and enjoyable.
1: Anyone can win, so make the
2: game begin. Let's bingo, go, go. Very nice. Thank you. And now, our first combination is B4. b what? Hmm. I-29. Oh, no, you're not. You must be at least 50. Really, 29. Oh, nine. Oh, nine. Oh, nine? Bingo! And uh, at the end, uh, Wacko, of course, wins because he's the only one playing. And he reaches into the bag and pulls out uh life alright, one year free bingo games. So he gets to do that for a whole year. <laughs> Dr. Scott and Sniff's sugar in. So there we go.
0: Oh there we are. And yes, this is I, I remember watching this one because I never forgot because in all my years of playing bingo afterwards, I would always think of this ske- sketch, uh basically. Before what? Uh, yeah oh nine. <laughs> oh nine! <laughs> uh so kelly what did you think about this cartoon
1: i thought it was funny i um i thought the length of it was good because if it went on for much longer i would have slapped wacko because (laughs) was really starting to annoy me um but that made dr scratch and sniff totally relatable (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh it was funny because he's like do you what did he say like do you do you practice being this annoying or Or is it innate
2: <laughs>
0: okay, I like how Wacko thinks he has bingo. Also, like after the third number, after
2: the, well, after the first one, first one. Okay, I think he just thinks bingo is you have it on the card because he says he doesn't really know how to play. Yeah, when it comes he'll,
0: to, yeah, he'll he'll catch on.
1: It's, it's probably I mean, very similar to playing bingo with a kid. Yes, I um, I, I don't remember. I remember I, we played. Bingo, uh, like teddy bear bingos. What they call that? We had little, little teddy bear figures that we used in kindergarten. So I learned pretty young how to play. But um, I'm sure there were some in the class that didn't quite, you know, grasp the concept, you know, extremely quickly because you may know, be not familiar with it and, and you know never even heard of it. You know, it might might be kind of a tough thing to figure out.
0: I learned how to play bingo when I was a little kid, but uh, was not this not as confused as Wacko? I don't think. Um, I actually I've never played bingo in an actual bingo hall. Have either of you?
1: Mm-mm, no. No,
2: I've I've walked by one once.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I drove by one time. I've heard they're fun. You get to you know, get to compete with all the little ladies and stuff. It's uh should be fun. Take their money. Take their is money. Is there
1: food? If there's food I might go.
0: There sometimes is, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Just pass a church any Thursday night. You might see something going on. Tuesdays. That's how they get
1: me to go to anything at work. They're 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 like, you know cake. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll
0: be there. <laughs> well, um, the only thing I think that would have made this cartoon a little, and I agree, Kelly, I think it was the perfect length uh, for this. It, it didn't it didn't feel too long, didn't feel too short. It was just perfect. Nice gag, got it out of the way and got some good, almost like a who's on first kind of back and forth between mm-hmm. these two, which I thought was nice. Um, I actually think it would have been possibly even better, though, just to make the wacko more annoying is to make to fill up the hall like i know it was kind of like pathetic like no one wants to see dr scratch and stiffs bingo which is kind of sad for him which fits Mm -hmm. his character that he i think tries to do stuff around the studio but no one wants to do it with him uh anyway uh, i think it would have been better if there were like if the hall was full with people that kept getting annoyed with wacko saying bingo at the inappropriate times because um there's a, and I know Nathan, you haven't seen the show, but the show Impractical Jokers, uh, they they have to, you know, they do pranks on each other and stuff. And one of the punishments was that one of the Impractical Jokers had to go into a bingo hall and yell bingo when he didn't have bingo, and he kept yelling bingo, oh. and it was he felt so awkward and horrible that it was a, uh, it was kind of painful to watch. Like he felt sorry for him, but anyway, it was still funny. <laughs> 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 Is
2: that not a bingo? Oh nine! Oh nine! Bingo! Stop! Now you're cheating! C ten! Bingo! No cheating! 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 Bingo! 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 I must inform. N four. I didn't say N four. I said informa! Oh, well in that case, bingo ma.
0: Oh nine! Oh nine! Yeah 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 yeah! I know, bingo. So anyway, that was a good. It was a good cartoon. Any other thoughts that you guys had on this uh, last one here of bingo?
1: I was sad that Spielberg was not
0: in it. Ah, uh, yes, that's one mm, way we could have. That's made it what better. I was missing. Ah, I see.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, let's <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, get to our water tower rating. So what do you guys think? Out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give today's episode? Kelly, let's start with you. Five. <laughs> and why did you give it five? Spielberg. Spielberg.
1: And and also, I thought Bingo was cute, and uh, I liked the Variety speak song, you know, even Spielberg reference notwithstanding. Um, but yeah, two out of three segments had Spielberg, so five.
0: <laughs> and Nathan, what about you?
2: I'm going to give it three and a half Water Towers.
1: What is wrong with you?
2: <laughs> what? I thought the Slappy's cartoon was a little long. Um, I think that's mostly it. Because I like the other two segments fine, but yeah, that Slappy one was just...
1: They could have shaved off the beginning.
2: Yeah, um, the if beginning, it was just the second half.
1: up to the Close Encounter shoot.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, Kelly, I was going to give it three and a half, but you, you know, you make a great point with the, with variety speak and with uh, a really strong ending with bingo. I, I'm going to give it four. I'm going to give it four out of five because I just think it's, you know, they had such a great beginning and end to it. But yeah, the Slappy cartoon was just, it was, it wasn't even like, I know some people comment like they don't like it when the Warners or when Slappy start terrorizing people that don't, Deserve it? <laughs> it's like they just walked into the wrong place, and because they don't like what they see, they're going to harass the person, right? <laughs> um, that that person doesn't deserve it to be harassed. They're not being a jerk to Slappy or anything like that. They're just doing their job. Uh, they don't deserve to be harassed. I don't know. To me, I don't really mind that that much. I just thought the cartoon was was just one segment too long or something. And like I said earlier, it was like the cartoon that never wanted to end. <laughs> after mm-hmm. bingo it came back again i was like what is going on with this cartoon it st- keeps coming back <laughs> <laughs> anyway but it did ha- it did have i mean it has good singing in it and everything so it's not like it can really yeah. i just think it could have been edited just a little bit or and something.
2: it was it was neat seeing that new animaniacs theme at the end well, i didn't hate that or whatever you know yeah it's fun
0: and Skippy but, was Skippy was, you know, again, super cute in this. He had his little pennant that he loved waving back and forth like crazy. And I think he says mm-hmm. he's going to eat so many Dodger dogs. He's going to puke or something like that. I don't know. Uh, something along those lines. He it was just it, so it has good moments. You know, it just it wasn't it wasn't perfect for me, but it was definitely a definitely a good episode. Definitely a good definitely, episode. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Runt was in there. So I can say definitely, definitely a good episode. Yep.
2: <laughs> is that the last runt appearance i mean
0: uh, he's gonna be no, he'll be in the movie he'll be in stuff, the movie yeah. and stuff yeah oh, little cameos
1: hello genius people Yako Warner wanna the only show we listen to in the water tower is the animated cast i bet you can't guess why good night everybody
0: well uh let's go ahead and get to some poll results that we had uh last well i don't know it wasn't even last week well some from last week and some from the week before that, basically. The first poll that we have, we asked the audience, which of these Animaniacs songs is your favorite? And the choices were Video Review, Schnitzelbank, I'm Mad, and A Quake A Quake. And Schnitzelbunk had 8%, came in the lowest. After that, it was Video Review with 25%. A Quake, A Quake was 27, but I'm Mad got 40% of the vote. So there you go. I'm Mad wins that one. Do you guys have a favorite of those four?
1: Video review.
0: Why is that? Uh,
2: a Quake is mine.
0: Okay. So why is video review your favorite, Kelly? Yes. Steven Spielberg? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and A Quake, A Quake is yours, Nathan?
2: Yeah, because it warned me about LA. I should have listened.
0: But- <laughs> <laughs> shoulda listened. I like a quake a quake too. It's it's just a,
2: Yeah. It's, it's a catchy song and but, educational.
0: But. Yeah, but all those songs I just I like. I I will sing all of those to myself sometimes. <laughs> and our other main poll that we had because we're talking about reboots and everything like that is now that the news is out that Will Leslie Wilde Wild from Family Guy will be the new showrunner from Animaniacs, what are your feelings about the upcoming seasons on Hulu? And 12% said that they are excited. They can't wait. But 43% said they are upset. Where's Tom Ruger? And 45% said, I am unsure. I will wait and see. So uh, that is quite a sizable number. You know, 88% of people are either upset or unsure (laughs) about it, which I I don't don't think is the number that, you know, executives at – hulu and warner brothers and amblin want i think most they wanted people they want people to be excited about the upcoming seasons not unsure Hmm. and upset um you know one of our one of our listeners said that you know they might just kind of look at the unsure and say well that means they'll check it out so that's all they really care about (laughs) yeah which is a valid point that yeah maybe some people will just kind of get some some subscriptions but to hulu, it still but, has
2: to be good but. yeah exactly <laughs> if it,
0: they're not going to renew their subscription or anything uh and hulu is pretty cheap right now too isn't it like five bucks or something a month i don't know i don't i i'm I don't know. I've, I've been Let's watching the show the sponsor, on, her, and yeah exactly <laughs> no i've been watching the show on uh dvd and everything so i haven't uh i haven't bought the you know i haven't bit the bullet and gotten a hulu subscription yet but anyway well, we're going to get into our a uh, little bit more discussion of reboot and stuff like that in just a few moments. But before we do, Nathan, why don't we go ahead and get into the poll for this week? What do we have?
2: All right. So the question is, well, it's kind of reminiscent to this last question. Um, how would you feel if they hired different voice actors for the Animaniacs? So um, uh, like either like, hey, I could be OK with that or. I'd be very upset or I'm not sure yet or something like that. Well, how do you want to phrase that?
0: (laughs) Okay. So yeah, just something along those lines, because I mean, let's face it. um, There's a good chance. I mean, if they're not going to be going with Tom Ruger and a lot of the original creative team members of the show, they might be going for not only just a whole different look and feel, but they might just want to recast a lot of the main actors as well. I I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility at this point especially and I know people you know have jumped on and said you know Rob and you know Maurice and Jess and Tress are all coming back and that's I think it's a good that's a strong possibility I think it is really a very mm-hmm. good strong possibility but I don't I'm not I mean they didn't announce it at the beginning you would think like if they were locked in Yeah there's still in, no
2: there's still no official announcement of it, so it's...
0: Yeah, so you can head on over to an, uh, twitter.com slash or simply search on Twitter for hashtag Animaniacast poll and you can make your voice heard. Let Amblin, let Warner Brothers, let Hulu know uh, how you would feel if uh, the original voice actors were not hired back for the upcoming series. Well, and speaking of the the upcoming series, we have a little bit of listener feedback to wrap things up. We have an email here from Stephen Brandon, and Stephen writes to us for some thoughts here. So Stephen Brandon has been listening to us since uh, way in the way in the beginning here. So Stephen says, "Hey Joey, Nathan, and Kelly, thought I would uh, thought I would weigh in on the reboot." I think Mr. Wilde is going to stick with his own team and run the show his way and not be beholden to the past. I worry that the show will just end up with the three Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, and maybe a handful of new characters he creates. But I don't think we're going to see Slappy, Skippy, The Good Feathers, Mindy Buttons, or Rita and Runt ever again. The press release says the show is being picked up for two seasons, but how many episodes are in a season? It might just be 10 episodes, so they would probably rather just stick to the characters they know work rather than bring back characters that they think are less than fan favorites. What do you guys think? Um. So, yeah, I don't think so. If I were the betting man, I would say probably not. What do you guys think? Are, they, are, are we going to see the, the good feathers come back or slappy or skippy or anything like that in this upcoming seasons? Kelly, what do you think? Uh.
1: I I don't really think so. Um I I have a feeling that they'd be more inclined to create new secondary characters uh, you know and with with the majority of the focus on the warners themselves, but I don't I don't see get I mean cuz I I don't see Reed and Runt without Bernadette Peters and I you know I I don't know if she'd have time or, or be interested in coming back. And then, um, with Sherry Stoner and, and Nate Ruger voicing Skippy and Slappy, uh, I mean, obviously they were heavily involved in the production of the original show. So if they don't bring those back, then we won't have those voices. And, and I would hope that, you know, with some of those characters, if they couldn't get the original voice actors back, um, they just wouldn't, they wouldn't recast apart, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I, you know, again, we don't know about about who's coming back voice wise or, or not, but I I feel like with a new showrunner, they're going to want to kind of put their own stamp on this show, and so they're probably going to be looking at introducing new characters and and probably seeing who can be marketed and and what's you know kind of popular now. Yeah, Arias Lamar did hint that he he'll be back, or you know he vague. Vaguely mm. insinuated that he um he at least knew about it or, or at least I'm not sure if he was talking about the the Hulu airing the episodes or the or the reboot to be honest mm.
0: and, and I'm not even sure I mean part of me says now they they want to talk about it and they're ready for the announcement to come out that they've been rehired as voice actors, but the other part of me says maybe they're just you know. Trying to promote themselves out there like, hey, everybody, this is happening and wouldn't it be great if I'm involved again? Because that's what you need to do as an actor at times, you know, you have to promote yourself, get yourself out there.
1: My personal theory is that uh, the executives and everything are probably, I I think everybody's still in talks and working out things with agents. They went ahead and announced the show because they're going to go ahead with the show. Regardless of who all they get on board, talent-wise, but I have a feeling that there's still, you know, people writing contracts and working out numbers and, and negotiating, and that's why we haven't heard more than what what we have, um, because there's there's a lot to work out in uh, negotiations. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, and there, you know, and speaking of which, folks, you, hey, you know, if you haven't signed yet, signed. The Right Animaniacs Right petition to encourage Warner Brothers, Amblin, Hulu to involve Tom Ruger in any talks uh, about the upcoming reboot. Um, please do so. You can go to change.org and simply search for Right Animaniacs Right. We'll have our note. We'll have a, the link in our show notes again as well. But uh, time is of the essence on this. You know, you have to make sure you get your make your voice heard on this stuff if you if it's important for you if you if you care about the original voice actors and of course the original creative team being involved in this um you know it is still 2 years away it is still but it it's now or yeah. never it's now or I, never really
2: they're going to make changes it's it's going to be now in this time I would say this week would be a good week.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, make your don't wait any longer. Exactly, you got to make our last push now because they are moving forward and times times a wasting, folks. So tell your friends, uh, tell your neighbors. Uh, you know, sign. You know, start going door to door in your neighborhood. I don't know, uh, but <laughs> but uh, don't
1: annoy your neighbors. No,
0: no, no, your neighbors. Ding, no, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but uh yeah nathan any any other thoughts on that
2: uh yeah so i also think that the characters probably won't come back but that they may show them in the background at best it would be like cameos in the background yeah would be
0: the best. But, yeah just some just walking by in the background kind of like runt today just ran in and yeah looked, looked exactly
2: they were, throw a good feather pigeon fly by and just that's it
0: you know yeah well steven has one more question for us he says my big question is why was tom ruger and company not invited back does hulu want to be more edgy like family guy and didn't think tom and his team could provide that was tom secretly difficult to deal with i seriously doubt that <laughs> based upon, we should ask him you should ask him tom <laughs> are you hard to work with well from our own experience tom is not a difficult person to work with at all so um and i think you know he's you know just based on social media and um, the writers and stuff that are still, you know, are that are visibly on social media and everything, they have nothing but the highest respect for him. And so I seriously doubt that. Um, you know, sometimes you're, he was a boss. I mean, every time, every now and then your boss is going to annoy you. But at the same time, if he's a good, there's good ba- bosses and bad bosses. And I think Tom, without a doubt, is uh, seen as a good boss. Like people, there's also uh, still work with him. Bosses. Oh yeah, there's the, what do you mean Which the is movie? A movie? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, uh, but yeah, he's uh, but Tom still works with the same people. I mean, like him and Sherry Stoner and Paul Rugg, and I think a few other ones as well have even worked like on the Seven D together recently. So it's not yeah. So he he's he's good to work with. I wouldn't worry about that. Um, but has Tom been given a reason from Ambulance slash Stephen as to why he was not invited back? I wish Stephen would call him to tell him, even if it's during a drive on the four o five. In the meantime, I still oh my <laughs> in the meantime I still have twenty nine more episodes to watch and enjoy as I follow along with the podcast. I'll check out the reboot in twenty twenty, and I hope my predictions are wrong. Thanks and all the best, Stephen Brandon. So there you go. Thank you very much, Stephen. And Stephen, by the way, is an uh, accomplished uh, actor slash musical playwright guy as himself. I think he did a Game of Thrones musical <laughs> recently. So you can check him out, uh, Stephen Brandon, on Twitter uh, and other things like that. So thank you very much, Stephen, for that, that info. So Nathan... Let's go ahead and get real quick to some listener feedback. We have some new listener feedback on iTunes. Do you have that in front of you?
2: I actually do. I do.
0: All right. Well, (laughs) Nathan, hit us with the listener feedback theme.
2: Listener feedback. It's a listener feedback theme. It's a listener feedback theme. And Nathan's
0: done with the
2: song, I think, right now. Thank you. Good job. Thanks uh so this one is from sweetie retro girl and uh she says baboo podcast two exclamation points hi nathan joey and kelly it said me first because i'm reading it um hi <laughs> hi sweetie retro girl anyways uh i just want to tell you guys that i really love your podcast exclamation point ever since i got into this cartoon and rob paulson himself which is like a year and a half, two years, I was trying to look for some really cool podcast that had all the information, revisiting episodes, references, and gags on the Animaniacs in particular, and then I stumbled across you guys' podcast and gave it a listen, exclamation point. It was amazing. After checking out a couple episodes of your show, now I'm a full-time listener and enjoying it even more throughout the whole run, exclamation point. Thank you so much for bringing me the information on the show and with even a few last from Joey, exclamation point. Uh, if I had to rate this on a water tower scale, I would give it this podcast of five water towers out of five. I love you guys and keep doing what you're doing Two exclamation points. Booyah. That's a
1: lot of exclamation
2: points.
0: It's a yeah. lot.
1: Really sweet. I'm very excited.
2: Yes, oh, and then she ends with um blushing face and uh five hearts as well. Aww. That's her Twitter handle. So it's there we go.
0: Very nice. Thank you, Emily, for that feedback. And uh if you want to leave feedback, ladies and gentlemen, you can simply do that on iTunes slash the Apple Podcast feed. They make it really easy to give feedback these days on Apple Podcasts. You can number one rate uh, a podcast with just a finger tap, uh, please. You know, tap five stars. You know, not don't Woo-hoo! tap the don't tap the one star five times, but tap the five star <laughs> right there. Uh, and I made that mistake so many times. <laughs> <laughs> but you can also uh, click write a review, and if you write a, a nice, awesome, positive review like Emily did, then we'll make sure to read it on the air too. So. Thank you, Emily, and to all those who leave comments for us uh, or reviews for us on iTunes. Really do appreciate it. Well, let's go ahead and get to contact information right now. Kelly, where can people get in contact with you?
1: They can email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com or find me on Twitter at Yoda princess with PRNCSS.
0: And Nathan, what about you? Uh, Twitter is the
2: best place to find Django FT, and that's me so there
0: you go okay and as for the Animaniacast we are on Twitter, we are on Facebook we are on Instagram and a few other places too I'm sure but uh, oh yeah on on YouTube you can subscribe to us on YouTube and and you can listen to some old episodes as well as the new ones we release on there and uh, yeah you can also email us which is Animaniacast at RetroZap.com And uh, speaking of RetroZap.com, you should head over there. Because why? Because RetroZap is amazing. It has Star Wars stuff. It has pop culture stuff. It has uh, everything that you would possibly need to keep up to date with everything pop culture in your life. And uh, they even have a RetroZap podcast feed. There are 21 podcasts in all. If you simply subscribe to the RetroZap podcast feed, you'll get every single one of their awesome podcasts delivered right to your device Including this one, <laughs> the Animaniacast. So there you go. Well, let's go ahead and close it all up. So, for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good
1: night, everybody. Good night, everybody. be the Canadian National Anthem. Just come along if you don't know the words. Yep-o-ee-ah. Oh, Canada! Shh! You sound like a broken Slurpee machine.